0: For
1: you believe that the dude might actually kill you but but then he's gonna laugh about it afterwards. Yeah.
0: Hey, fatheads, get in the boot. Y'all, about to listen to the two fat dude. Come on. D list, internet celebs, the top of the crop. Always slinging you the news with them nerd cred chops. Now listen up and listen well. The two fat dudes is coming, anyone can tell. Deuce digression. Princess of pods, the Rocky socks, they just can't stop. Two bat dudes are coming your way. Two you bat dudes are coming your way. Two you bat dudes are coming your way. Episode 267 of TFD Nerdcast. 567. Whatever, it's three numbers. That's all that matters. It sure does. I don't think anybody else is fucking counting. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You sound terrible. I'm not even going to cut that. Uh,
1: I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I told you. I'm I'm just trying to get rid of that last little bit of congestion from being sick. My bad. That's okay. Mm, that happens. But yeah, 567. 567.
0: 567. There you go. That's 267 plus 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, we're old and we've done a lot of episodes, it's easy to lose track That is
1: incredibly true We pretty much check it every week before we start recording to make sure we have it right And then we still still sometimes get it wrong, but you know (laughs) The magic of podcasting Fuck it,
0: fuck it, fuck it It's TFD Nerdcast episode 567, I'm your boy Zach I'm Chad, you know who it is and we got all kinds of fun, nerdy nummies to talk about. This is a very DC-centric episode, the hell just by say? happenstance. Mm. Yeah, there just happened to be a lot of rumors and news coming out of the DC camp this week.
1: Well, sometimes it happens that way. We get Marvel episodes here and there, too. So yeah.
0: sometimes there's just more news in one camp than the other, kiddo. Yeah, and with the with the end of the writer's strike We're probably going to get flooded with a lot of news and rumors here in the next couple months. Yeah, we've only been
1: waiting for that to conclude. Yeah, I'm
0: just glad they got what they wanted. Like, from everything that I've read, like, they got a pretty fucking good deal. They held out long enough, and the dickheads gave them what they wanted.
1: Well, with the way they were sticking their feet in the sand and saying that they weren't going to move, if they didn't get at least most of what they wanted they wouldn't have been going back to work. Nope, I agree. I agree, yeah. So They
0: were were too far in. I guarantee
1: you they didn't get everything they wanted because the studio heads wouldn't allow that. No way. But if they got 75% of what they wanted, even close to that, massive victory. Totally. Massive. Yeah, so congrats to everybody involved in that. Hell yeah. We support you and all that you do keep making entertainment awesome
0: there are uh, there are rumblings of a of a uh, unionizing of comic book creators and then striking <laughs> there's rumor of that possibly happening
1: here's why they shouldn't do that they will lose comic book creators i fear just because of uh the fact that their medium is still largely presented on paper more than anywhere else is why they would lose.
0: Interesting. And why is that exactly?
1: Because it's just not sustainable the way other forms of entertainment are nowadays. You know what I mean? You're costing a a lot of money for actual physical production that so many other fields just don't need now. And don't get me wrong. I know comics doesn't need it either
0: but but the physical aspect wouldn't that make it even more if if all of the creators got together and said we're not making any more shit until we get what we want don't you think that because of the fact that on a monthly basis the big two are like fuck we need to pump out books that they would you know be, be quicker maybe even than than the than the film companies that's An
1: interesting counter argument. Especially, I I suppose there is that side of it. I don't know, though, man. I still just uh, it. It feels to me like even though the characters and everything that they have become, all the stuff that we've gotten from comic books has now become this amazing, ridiculous thing. I I still feel like a lot of people who make the big calls and really command the money would be like yeah but we don't need the little paper books look at all this other shit we got
0: Mm, i mean like merchandise is important but you got to keep those stories coming see i more hope that you would be
1: right and fear that i would be Mm. quite honestly you know like but that's probably just because my half of the brain is the side that's a complete and total cynic. I mean, so, the, the sad you know.
0: the sad truth is when it comes to comic books, merchandise and other things other than the actual comic books do make more money for Marvel and DC than the actual comics do. It is a sad feature of the modern day comic book industry.
1: Well, it's also just like it's not... You can't do much about the fact that a comic book properly printed up and pressed and, you know, having the right number of issues takes a considerable amount of money just to print and present, Right, you know? that That's really the, the part that worries me more than anything else about the comic book industry, you know, and, and where I fear it may eventually be headed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I think it's going to wind up being super digital with maybe trade paperbacks being the uh, like the oddball out where it's like That's, they're still willing to do those.
1: I could see that where you still get collections, yeah. but you don't so much get single issues. Well, and
0: DC DC at this point isn't even really willing to do soft uh softback. Collections anymore? Like I don't apparently understand. now I don't
1: understand that that thinking at all. Oh no,
0: uh, they no. You, let me finish. Yeah, yeah. they're they're, ahead, only, they're they're more interested in doing hard covers that are more pristine and they're more therefore more expensive. Like just recently they cut a couple uh softback collections for Batman because they already had hard covers and they were like, no, we're not doing that. We already have these hardcover collections.
1: I understand that from the business perspective, but as the guy who would rather spend 10 bucks less than get the saw cover one, I'm like, hey, that's mean.
0: <laughs> basically you know that's yeah. that's pretty much how i feel hey, about guy, that well, fuck you too buddy yeah yeah hey fuck you guy hey, fuck yeah. you too buddy i totally do get it from a business aspect and the, see it that's makes sense. that's just the thing and it's honestly like... like those like those nice hardcovers they look real nice sitting on your shelf
1: fuck yeah they do yeah fuck yeah they do like, and i've got
0: they... my like one of my favorite hardcovers that i have is my hush collection mm. Mm, those mm. are nice
1: yeah yeah for real and i mean my uh the Listen, man, the hardcover ones—they do hold up in a way that that the softback books just don't. I—they're not necessarily wrong about that. It's just, you know, the softcover books are usually easier to store and cheaper, and che- that's, the, that's know, the one. Like, and that's—I <laughs> mean, that's why we want them. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know maybe we could do something where we meet in the middle and maybe you
0: charge just a little bit less for those hardcover books. Just just a a little (laughs) bit. Look at you. Maybe we could do that. Isn't that funny? What a funny joke.
1: I know. Laughing at the idea of capitalism (laughs) being my friend. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Capitalism is no one's friend except for a very small margin of people. The 1%! It works for them. Sure
1: does. Anywho, anywho, before <laughs> before you let us get too political here, right,
0: right, steer the ship, man. You're hosting. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was. So, uh, I guess we should get into updates. But before we do, we should tell you about our favorite sponsor, the sponsor that has stuck with us since the beginning. Thanks, ourselves. Hell yeah. Nobody can support
1: us like us. That's right.
0: Go to tfdnerdcast.threadless.com if you want to get cool shit like shirts and tank tops and duvets, a.k.a. small French blankets, all that stuff, with TFD's various logos on them. It's neat. Go do it. Buy Grandma a shower curtain. Christmas is coming up.
1: The logos are scrumptious.
0: They are. Don't you want to get Grandma a shower curtain with our cartoon faces on it to watch her naked showering every day? I wish I still had a grandma so I could give that gift.
1: Don't, <laughs> don't kid yourself.
0: You could probably just find somebody else's grandma and give it Some to her. Some random grandma. Yeah. I could totally do that. Hey, <laughs> lady, uh, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That's right. All that and more, tfdnerdcast.threadless.com. Go there, buy our wares. And with that, it's time for updates. Here's the fucking updates. Alrighty-roo. Oh, actually, before the updates, there's something else I wanted to tell you about. I totally didn't throw it on here, but I thought you might be interested in this. Have you heard about the fact that um, Image Comics, specifically Skybound, got their hands on the licenses for like the Hasbro stuff, like Transformers and... G.I. Joe and that kind of shit. I had not heard. Yeah. And Transformers number one is coming out this week. It's by a guy named Daniel Warren Johnson who does this amazing. He's done these amazing comics called Murder Falcon and uh, also do a power bomb, which are amazing.
1: I remember you comics. talking about do a power bomb. Yes. Yeah, so yeah.
0: He is. He's he's doing issue number one of the new Transformers. And they are calling it the Energon, Ener, Energon, 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 the Energon universe. So it's all going to be an interconnected universe of classic characters that we all know and love, plus brand new characters that, that, uh, you know, creators are, are putting together to be a part of this world. Like specifically, Shit. um, what's his face? Uh, Walking Dead dude cuz he's it's skybound is his thing. I'm tr- Kirkman, Robert Kirkman. Oh, okay. Kirkman just is doing a book right now called Void Rivals, which was kind of the first book in this whole thing and he kind of like backdoored it and surprised everyone with it, which was really Ooh. neat. And so like and those are brand new characters from a brand new like story and and stuff like that. But yeah, so Issue number one, Transformers, coming out this week. That's
1: intriguing.
0: Yeah, the Energon universe. Mm. I'm very curious to read it. I am a big Daniel Warren Johnson guy. It's not very often that a comic book can make me cry, and he, he he's able to do it. The guy puts emotion into his comics. Oh, wow. But he's also like, they're really fun and really... like. Everything about it is good. You so, like
1: him for Transformers, I can tell. I'm very curious yeah. about it
0: because he he's not he's a writer artist, so he does the writing and the art. And then, oh and then wow, he, he's one of those guys. Okay, yeah, and then he works with this colorist named Mike Spicer all the time, who does the coloring for him. But okay. yeah, and they're they're a great duo. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That definitely worth mentioning. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'll let I'm you intrigued. know. I like the idea of the Energon universe because. The way that I remember it, old school in those fucking eighties cartoons, it was all about the energon, man. Mm-hmm. That shit was, you know, it was it was basically the currency yeah. of of the Transformers, and you know, cash rules everything around me.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, that, that's cream. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but energon was the cream. That was the yeah. thing, man. Like it, that that is totally how that shit worked. I mean, you, it's it's funny. People only really remember bits and pieces from those cartoons. But if you really go back and watch like any handful of episodes, why are the Decepticons doing whatever the fuck they're doing? To get Energon, bitch.
0: Mm hmm. Get Energon or die trying. Since we're going to make hip-hop references about Transformers. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why
1: not? Why not? Yeah, man. Possible
0: episode title, Get Energon or Die Trying? It's
1: definitely in the running,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) I'll either get this Energon or die
0: (laughs) You see, he fucking whipped a microphone into the audience and hit some woman in the head and gave her a concussion
1: no but it doesn't surprise me yeah
0: like apparently he didn't he says he didn't mean to do it but there's a video and he like winds up it's not like a hey it'd be fun to throw this to a fan like he whips it in the audience for whatever reason and fucking hit a woman right in the head you know
1: i feel like the mature side of me wants to comment negatively on that but at the same time there's still that little part of me that is like, God damn it. I miss it when artists were irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> Call me crazy. But, you know, if 50 going gonna throw a microphone at a bitch, whatever. He can afford Jesus it. Jesus
0: Christ. I just,
1: uh, no, listen. It, it's not right. It isn't. I know it isn't. I'm just trying to be funny about yeah, a yeah, stupid-ass I, fucking situation. Because it's pretty fucking I, stupid. I know who... I know, like who 50 is because he's totally from our era. And I could just like, as you describe that, I don't even need to see the video because I could see it in my head. Like him just chucking it and, and popping somebody right in the dome piece. Like, but you know, I mean, Hey, listen, it's all in context, you know, He'll, he'll just be like, oh, well, I was trying to toss her the mic so she could spit a verse.
0: Or die trying. <laughs> or die trying, exactly. Hey, speaking of <sighs> popping a bitch in the head, let's talk about the updates. <laughs> so we have our first real update on the X-Men joining the MCU that we've had in ages. Deadline reports that with the WGA strike freshly over, Disney and Marvel intend to immediately start meeting possible writers for pitches this fall. The film still probably won't hit theaters until 2026 or 2027, but it sounds like finally there is some movement out there and from what I've heard they kind of, like they kind of intend to have someone writing by like 2024.
1: Hallelujah. Yeah. One more reason that you can't fuck up Fantastic Four. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious, man. Like, all all the shit we've been through through the MCU and all the stuff I plan to to still hope to be through. Mm -hmm. Don't fucking make the
0: ship start crashing right before the X-Men show up. I swear to peanuts! I gotta say, man, like the mcu for me i already like i don't i don't necessarily think that it sucks or that it's jumped the shark or anything pardon chad's disgustingness sorry man sorry <laughs> like i said
1: congestion
0: but uh i you know i feel like it could even if it starts to suck it could go the way for me of like the walking dead for cuz for eno- i did i quit before they finished like 3 4 f- seasons before whenever negan stuff ended but I, dude, leading I, up to I, that yeah i think we leading, both did. leading up to that i was already kind of checked out but i just kept watching and i feel like even if even if marvel stuff did start to go downhill for me which it to me it hasn't yet mm. like is some of it could some of it be better sure but i i have not reached a point with marvel where i feel like this sucks i'm just watching for the sake of watching but I will get to that point because I will not stop watching. Do you know what I mean? I do know what
1: you mean. Because I checked out on Walking Dead, I think, a little bit before you because I didn't even make it through the Negan stuff. Mm. I Honestly, I made it to the point where I realized that they were trying to do a (laughs) face turn... With the guy who took Glenn from me, mm-hmm. and as soon as I realized that, out I yeah. was like, "Sorry, done." I and and it's not because I didn't like him as Negan. He was amazing as Negan. I didn't want that character joining the good guys. I wanted you didn't no, want a
0: redemption arc. Wanted
1: no fucking parts of it if they had just killed him when they should have, when when they had him prisoner yeah. and, and they were allowing him to recover, if they had just killed him there when they should have, my interest well,
0: like, in that show is definitely more maintained. The last episode that I watched was the last episode of the season where they had the kind of big throwdown and Rick slits his throat and I was like, Cool, that's a wrap, and then it wasn't. Yeah, and I didn't even I didn't even start that season because yeah. I was like, nah. Because even though
1: I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and, and again, Negan, great character, and he was great as Negan. I didn't want him joining the good guys, and it ruined it for me. I'm like, because I get that in a world like that, it's supposed to be like anybody can come back from whatever. Mm-hmm. But come on, man. Yep. Come on, what he did to this group. Come on, there's, I'm sorry. There's, I'm not asking the those people who went through that to, to put up with him.
0: Mm-mm, no way. It's, it's crazy that they have a new show that is just Negan and uh, what's her face? Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. Like it's the two of them together.
1: And Daryl's also got this show coming He's up where it looks own... like he goes somewhere where the only weapons think, they have are colonial or some shit. I think shit.
0: he went to Europe. I think he somehow winds up in Europe.
1: Yeah. It's honestly, I feel like eventually one of these days I will go back and catch up on all that shit because I have access to it. But it really did. It It fucking torpedoed it for me right. when Jeffrey Dean Morgan didn't die.
0: But back to the Marvel and the X-Men. Anyway, let's Yeah. The <laughs> do, Dukes of are digression. Do you feel the same way that like even if the stuff starts to go downhill to you, you'll still keep going? Because it's Marvel?
1: Oh, man, see this there there's no good answer here because if I say no, I'm totally lying. <laughs> and if I say yes, I'm just like the rat chasing the cheese in the same maze, but like you know, we we are though. See, that's the thing is that I have been that my entire life. I already know this. Yeah, I don't see that drastically changing. Yeah, I mean, like here's the thing: in order for me to just cash out and stop watching this shit, well, I got to have something better to do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't, you know, live my life and, and do shit. I do. But you mean as far as like movie <coughs> watching and stuff like that? Exactly. As far as leisure time, like. It, some Sometimes uh, because of how focused I already was on these kind of properties and how you and I have become even more so because of our show. Sometimes I'm very conscious of the fact that it's like there are other things out there that exist that I just have no time to pay attention to, not because I don't want to, Mm -hmm. but because I'm already committed to... The stuff that we are mentally committed to. Yeah. I saw the other day that this film, The Creator, is supposed to be freaking amazing.
0: I really want to see that.
1: I really want to see it, too. But also, I don't know when I'm going to fit that in. Because it's the kind of thing that I'm not going to make time for the way that I do our shit. Mm -hmm. You know? Because that's just the nature of it. So until somebody has other stuff out there that gives me enough incentive to make time for it the way I do all of the comic book based shit that we love then yeah i'm just going to keep following around marvel and dc like james woods and family guy saying ooh a piece, piece of candy, candy. <laughs> ooh a piece of candy ooh a piece of candy and they're going to get me in that box pretty much every fucking time yeah and and i know this but here's the thing, self-awareness is a beautiful thing, and if you truly understand what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. folks, then in the world we live in, if you choose not to do that, all that means is that you're looking for another box. Yeah. That's all that Everyone, means.
0: Everyone's searching for their box to get trapped in. That's all anybody is really fucking <laughs> doing. And we just happen to be honest about the boxes that we can't get out of.
1: Exactly. Because it would be pointless for us to be uh, anything otherwise because we have 567 episodes
0: to prove it. Mm -hmm. But (sighs) since we already talked about one of those boxes, let's talk about the other one. A new rumor has hit the DCEU leaks reddit chain and and it involves the character mr terrific oh boy so rumors had been floating that james gunn intended to create a project involving the character initially it was thought to be based on one of his solo runs but rumors are to be be if rumors are to be believed then an adaptation of tom king mitch garrett's and doc shaner's comic strange adventures could be in the work instead and mr terrific plays an important role in that story so that would make sense Here's a synopsis. Adam Strange is the hero of Ron,
1: a man famous throughout the galaxy for his bravery and honor, reads the synopsis. After leading his adopted home to victory in a great planetary war, Adam and his wife Alana retire to Earth where they are greeted by cheers, awards, and parades. But not all is as happy and nice as it seems, as the decisions Adam made during battles on Ron come back to haunt his family and threaten the entire DC universe. From there, his fate rests in the hands of one of his fellow heroes, Mr. Terrific, who must choose between saving Adam or the
0: world. I would totally be interested to see this turned into a series, like an like a max series, not a movie. This this is such a fucking good comic book, and you know me, I'm a Tom King stan. I love this comic so much that Chad, right behind you, is my number one issue of Strange Adventures, signed by Tom King. Oh no shit! <laughs> yeah, wow, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, and, and so like I think that this could be really awesome if done well, but I think it would need to be a series. And yeah. Mr. Terrific is super important because what it basically comes down to is you could kind of say that maybe Adam did some kind of uh war crime stuff <laughs> and uh yeah. but but it, it you know people have people have uh put those allegations on him that uh, of war crimes against these people the Picts, on when it, during the war for Ron. and uh Mr. Terrific is specifically adam goes to batman and is like i want you to investigate this and and you know and come back whether you believe that i did it or not i just i want you because you are the prime detective go prove me right or wrong or you know prove me innocent or not and batman is like i'm too close to it but i got a guy and he puts mr terrific on the case and it's it's a very interesting read. What we, there's a lot like there's a lot of like allusions to the Iraq War. It's a really fucking good book, and and watching Adam Strange like kind of deal with what he did to like save his wife's planet and stuff like that. It's it's fucking so good. It's so good.
1: Statement that you probably never thought you would hear from Chad. I bet you nobody had this one on their bingo card. Mr. Terrific is fucking underrated. Totally. And needs to get more play. I agree. Like he's he's one of those weird characters that just seems to have this set of powers and abilities where he fits in perfectly everywhere and nowhere at the same time.
0: Yeah. No, that that absolutely makes sense for Mr. Terrific. Yeah. Because he's his he's, he's Super brilliant. He's a brilliant detective. He's got lots of cool gadgets, but in DC, that doesn't make you special. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like he, but the character is super cool.
1: Yeah, and and I think he's one of those that I think if you if you fleshed him out well, I think he's somebody who could really have his own kind of group of fans a little bit more.
0: Totally. I well, bet. I mean, he kind of he does, but it's like a niche. Even in a niche thing like comic books. but it's the kind
1: of thing that you could grow. You could work with that shit, because whenever you've got a character like that, you have to consider, even all this time that he's already existed, he's a known quantity that still somehow hasn't really hit his apex. Yeah. You know? If you're the guy who can get him there, shit, well, you just remade that character and made a name for yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, and he is kind of like the Reed Richards of DC in a lot of ways. Like, he's got the Terrifics, which is kind of a Fantastic Foury kind of crew, you know. Anyway, yeah. Only he never does
1: anything stupid and evil. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at least not that I'm aware of. He's
0: way less, uh, way less of, well, I mean, he's a narcissist, but he's not the kind of prick narcissist that Reed Richards is. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, hey,
1: listen. All of these people should be narcissists to a point. They're amazing individuals who can do outstanding crap. I'd be a pretty fucking big narcissist in that
0: case. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're narcissists, and all we do is sit in front of microphones once every two weeks and talk about shit. I'm saying. I'm saying. But well, yeah, I, I, I wasn't, But yeah, but you were. You I, I hope that this is the case, because this is a great book. And uh, yeah, give Tom King more money. I'm always down for that.
1: Um, that. Yeah, who who's arguing with that? And
0: Tom King is one of like the writer, like the round table group that James Gunn has been pulling from. And uh I actually spoke to to Tom King two Thursdays ago because I was I went to Annapolis and got some books signed. Right, I remember you
1: mentioning. And is and, that where
0: <laughs> that came from,
1: that Wonder Woman piece? Because yes, that seems and like also, a new no addition.
0: And also that Wonder Woman number one that is also signed by Tom King. <laughs> sweet and and I also got a a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow trade paperback signed by him as well. But yeah, he he actually mentioned that uh like he accidentally like kind of let the cat out of the bag that James Gunn was considering like or, or is in the process of a Supergirl movie based on his book. Oh shit. And so like he, like James Gunn clearly likes what Tom King is doing. So yeah. it makes sense to me that he would Pull from more of King's stuff, rather than because it seems like honestly, it seems like DC Films is trying to get away from Jeff Johns's shit, because that's mm. a lot. A lot of Jeff Johns stuff is what they pulled from for the DC EU, and I th- and it seems like they want to go a different route, and and that's not a knock on Jeff Johns. No, I think no. that's just a, they just want to change a pace.
1: Absolutely. That listen, you're you're trying to reinvigorate an already existing universe. Exactly. You have to do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's that. Yeah, that's well,
1: that's a good good side note. Way to slip in that you got to meet Tom King. That was awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right on.
0: News. Ricky hit it. And now, get ready for your weekly dose
1: of the nerd news. With the Two Fat Dudes.
0: Some wild stuff coming out about the Fables brand. Oh shit, yeah, that is. The hugely popular gritty noir fantasy comic book series, It's a lot of words, from DC Comics, has officially been placed into public domain by creator and owner Bill Willingham. Or has it? Hmm. Willingham has very famously had huge beef with his former employer, noting poor treatment by DC Comics or alleging, I should say, poor treatment by DC Comics in several ways and on several instances, including cutting him out of artistic decisions and undercutting royalties, just to name a few. These are again these are allegations from, from Willingham. So it would seem that to avoid DC getting their hands back on the characters for the forthcoming twentieth anniversary. He just straight up decided to be like, hey, everybody can have it now. I'm putting it in public domain. DC
1: seems to disagree. They sure do. Yeah, they do. Uh, In a statement to IGN, the brand noted, The fables, comic books, and graphic novels published by DC and the storylines, characters, and elements therein are are owned by D.C. and protected under the copyright laws of the United States and throughout the world in accordance with applicable law and are not in the public domain. The statement reads, D.C. reserves all rights and will take such actions as D.C. deems necessary or appropriate to protect its intellectual property rights.
0: This is a really interesting story because it's like Willingham seems very convinced that he has full rights on these characters. But he also admits in the stuff that I've seen that he made deals to like, you know, that DC paid him a shitload of money so that they could take the characters and stories and like do the Wolf Among Us video games and, and things of that nature. And uh, he didn't like any of it, but he got paid handsomely for it. And it makes me wonder, like, dude, did you not realize what you were signing when you signed those you things? You took the money, bro. You, you took you, the money.
1: You took the money, bro. Like, seriously, I listen regularly on this show. We side with the creators and not with the big bankroll. Sure. We do that all the time. Yeah but you took the money, bro. Like (laughs) you, you took the money They're Sorry. You, I, you don't have a case here, man. Like I'm, I like fables. I like your work. I like what you do. I respect you, but you got nothing here. Man, you're, you're gambling and, and there's nothing in your pocket. Like it's, I, I only see this bringing
0: some kind of trouble upon your own head because it doesn't even sound like he he consulted a lawyer I, it sounds like he just went on social media and was like it's free now everyone can have it yeah like bro that's that ain't
1: enough yeah no no just and like just you might no. you
0: might still think you have full like rights to these things but it it kind of sounds like you signed a lot of that away when you took the the cash, and they made video games and other things with the characters.
1: Yeah, like it.
0: It's maybe just you didn't realize you did it.
1: it. I mean, I mean, maybe not. You know, may, how much he does or doesn't realize exactly the situation he's in seems a little unclear sure, from some yeah, of these yeah. statements. And
0: maybe, and like we could be missing details like you maybe he know. maybe he has a lawyer and the lawyer yeah. is saying that he has the rights yeah we only know what's
1: presented to us and you know sometimes the whole story isn't there these yeah are, yeah these are all things that we know but from
0: what we can see <laughs> you
1: you have little case sorry man like might just be time to bite the bullet and move on and and do the next thing because i don't i don't know that this fight's worth fighting
0: just pulling ellen moore and Every time they do something with fables, talk about how much you hate it on whatever news source will have you. <laughs> <laughs> because that is the Ellen Moore way.
1: Episode title. The Ellen Moore way. The Ellen Moore way. There we go. That's the one. Go, ahead, one, and, go ahead and just text that. That one's going to gonna be hard to beat, <laughs> you know.
0: Uh, speaking of hard to beat, this hey, seems hey. to be a song and dance we do on TFD a lot. But there is more talk of a familiar dick that we suck on this show having talks with one of the big two, and that's one Mr. Giancarlo Esposito. We often talk of rumors with Marvel or DC being interested in him for a role, and then we go on our diatribes about who would he play, but this time it comes from the horse's mouth. And at a recent Comic Con panel, he himself noted having spoken to James Gunn recently about a possible role in a DC film. Oh, hey, now. So it's not just Rumor Mill, it's him himself saying, Yep, I talked to James. That could be interesting. I was thinking about it after reading that article. You know who I would love to see him play if they were going to, since we're doing a whole reboot? And this makes me sad because I loved the person that played him in the DCEU. Okay. Giancarlo Esposito as Dr. Fate. Hmm.
1: I could see it.
0: I could see it. I think he could be an awesome Dr. Fate. I think he would bring a similar kind of gravitas that, uh, what's his face did? Um, James Bond, whose name turns Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I
1: see what you're saying. That one I feel like I'd have to think about for a minute to really give you a good role for Mr. Esposito.
0: Okay, well, you know, roll there's, it around. That, yeah,
1: I'm going to think about that one because there's... I'm trying to think about, well, let's see, with what gun is doing... Mm-hmm.
0: What, if he, oh, what if he was like Lex Luthor?
1: That was actually one of the yeah. ones I was thinking because it would... It would be maybe typecasting him a little bit. He is always a villain. You know, but at the same time,
0: he's so damn everything good. Everything
1: that you really want for Lex Luthor, you already know he can do. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, he basically, in a lot of respects, has been kind of a Lex Luthor on the boys.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He's. His skill set is such, though, that you really could kind of put him in anywhere. I do think, though, I, I think someone like Lex Luthor is a is a good candidate, though, just because that's the kind of role that uh, probably wouldn't require a lot of, you know, excessive physical work for True. Mr. Esposito. Unless
0: they decided to go the whole, like, Lex power suit route.
1: Well, sure, but even then, you're just CG in a damn CGing power it. suit, yeah. you know, so no big deal there. That's why I
0: was thinking Doctor Fate, because you don't have to do a lot of fighting. All you got to do is make hand gestures like you're doing magic. That's good too, and it would yeah. give him a chance to not be a villain for once.
1: Yeah, because it would be cool for him to not have to be a villain, right? Yeah, we're both on board with that. Mm-hmm. Poor guy's been stuck doing that too damn much.
0: Ooh, you know who else though? Martian Manhunter. I don't think he like could get jacked one. enough to be Martian Manhunter, though. Unless they just let him be his size in Martian Manhunter.
1: Well, yeah, I was going to say, that would really depend on who you've got him standing next to. And how big he really needs to yeah. be to stand shoulder to shoulder with whoever your Superman is.
0: I mean, we have our Superman, and he, and apparently he's already looking super jacked. Okay. Yeah. There have yeah. been recent pictures came out, and people were like, Oh, look at him, he's putting on the Superman weight. Well, good for him, then. Yeah. I don't know though man Martian Manhunter
1: would be a great role for him from a personality and like yeah from from that role perspective I you, could see him being really good at that
0: You could just when he is in John Jones form have it be Carlos and when he's not have him mocap it and do CGI like Martian
1: That'd be a way to get away with it. Because yeah. because personality wise, I think he could really deliver on uh on John Jones or John Johns, however. John well, Johns, John that, Jones. Yeah. I think it's
0: Jones. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. But I yeah, I totally I think that's the way you do. Let him mocap it though. Still let him be out there, except for the action sequences, of course. That could be good. Yeah. That could be good. Speaking of action sequences, a few years ago we got a twisted take on the Superman origin story with the horror movie mm. Brightburn, where a young boy, not of our planet gains crazy powers, and uses them to murder basically everyone. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, it looks like H3 Entertainment is still actively working on a sequel to the film. The post credit scene set up uh, a possible Dark Justice League with the revelation that there were evil Aquaman and Wonder Woman running about, so the idea of a sequel isn't too surprising.
1: What's wild is that H3 intends to make use of new technology like AI, uh, the metaverse, and Web3, which is shocking considering the strike that just ended to protect creators from such things, though H3 does promise that it will, quote, respect professionals and fans while promoting responsible technology integration.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bad look.
1: It doesn't look great. It's a bad look right now. Yeah, it is. It's a a really, really bad look right
0: now. Um, I I really liked that movie. I enjoyed Brightburn. um, And I thought it was fun to have that at the end as like a little wink wink. I never expected that it would actually happen. And I don't know that it's a good thing that it's (laughs) actually happening.
1: I definitely didn't know what to think during that little, as you said, wink wink. Um, I I have mixed feelings because I did really like Brightburn. I thought that it was I thought it was pretty badass. I also kind of thought that uh, it was a little bit of a niched story. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it was kind of like, you know, I mean, this it was exactly what everybody thought it was. It's like, hey, did you ever wonder what would happen if Superman was fucking evil? Just from <laughs> that, the get-go? That's... <laughs> they they made really no bones about that being what they were doing oh, straight up um you know who produced that James Gunn James Gunn yeah <laughs> James Gunn I knew where you were going with that <laughs> one guy Listen I I'm torn here I really am because I I don't mind the idea of seeing where the Brightburn story goes but I mean, at the same time, I thought it was kind of good for that to be a one shot because, I mean, come on. That kid can't continue being your main character. He's fucking evil.
0: Yeah. Like, and he's totally <laughs> shut off any bit of humanity that there was there. So, yeah, like, where do you go from here? With exactly. Who exactly.
1: Knows? Is he just, like, part of the story and no longer the central piece? Yeah. I think that's a bit of a cop out, don't you?
0: Yeah. You know. What you, like what do they do? Do they try to create a super being to combat him or what? Yeah. What do you do with this? I'll be curious to see what the I what the idea is.
1: Because to me what made Brightburn special was that they didn't shy away from the fact that they were doing evil Superman even though they couldn't actually say yeah. this is evil Superman. It was pretty clear. Uh, other than that, they leaned into it in every sense. Yeah, totally but I don't think you can keep doing that for multiple films.
0: No, no. And actually it's funny because I was on the, I was just on Geek Explained during September, ah, which, yes. you know, and in the episode that I did with Eric Azana was us discussing the idea of evil Superman and why ultimately it doesn't work most of the time. And a, a lot of it is that it just, the idea sounds good, until you try to execute it and then usually the execution fails because it usually it's usually that where it's just like he's evil because evil's more interesting. You know, he's more interesting evil, and it's like, well, that's that's kind of a jaded cop out.
1: Well, yeah. And here's the thing with like a truly evil Superman. You're not gonna want to keep writing that story no. because any way you do, any way you slice it. He will. He will win. He, he gonna win. <laughs> and nobody really wants to think about a world where evil Superman wins. Okay, maybe we think about it for a minute, but 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 we don't really want to see that shit happen. No, not over and
0: over again. Yeah, no, that's too much. Mm-hmm. That's too much. And ultimately, it's not really Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just the just for the sake the just the fact that. He's evil, and for the sake of being evil, makes him not Superman. <laughs>
1: Correct. But, Correct. Because Superman is the antithesis yeah, of evil.
0: But that's a whole philosophical discussion of yeah, the character. Yeah,
1: we don't have time for all that. No,
0: but we do have time for one more bit of news. It's a, it's a rumor, so take this one with a grain of salt. There's another big DC rumor floating around on the internet. This one involving the upcoming Brave and the Bold film for James Gunn's DC Universe. Supposedly... Dune star, Timothy Shamalama ding dong. (laughs) Timothy Chalamet is up for or tied to the role of Robin for the movie. No one has said which Robin, but it's possible they'll be aging up Damian Wayne, either that, or maybe he's playing one of the previous incarnations in the bad family, or it could be total bullshit. It's still a rumor for now. So we really have no idea. It was just, it was kind of like one of those random sources from Twitter, like that are insiders kind of things. Gotcha. So who knows? I, may okay. You know me. You're the Damien guy. I am the Damien guy. I don't like it. I don't like Timothy Chalamet as Robin, specifically as Damien Wayne. If you made him, if you made him Jace, not Jason Todd, uh, if you made him Tim Drake, I'm all for it. Make him Red Robin, have Red Robin show up, be part of it. Okay, not not Damien. But I have a feeling that they are doing an age-up thing because they are going with a more seasoned Batman and they don't want to just do little kid running around fighting crime. So I have a feeling it is going to be Damien, if, if this is in fact true.
1: I'm with you on this one. I don't hate the idea of Chalamet being one of the other Robins but I don't I don't want him to be an aged up Damien i I'm not listen you tell me if I'm off base here because we already said it you're the Damien guy okay but as I have uh, absorbed more content featuring Damien as Robin I've definitely you know he'll never be my favorite but've I've definitely come to your thinking a little bit more about how awesome he is nice um but here's the thing. What makes him as awesome as he does, at least I think for most people, is the fact that he is this little spark plug who is probably as dangerous as any Robin who ever existed. And if you take away the diminutive factor... I think it
0: takes away a little bit from the specialness of the character, at least when you're introducing it. When you're introducing it on film. Yeah, yeah. uh, That's, you know, I, I like what they've been doing with Damien in recent years in the books. They are slowly, like, aging him up. But what initially drew me to Damien was that he was, like, scrappy do if Scrappy Doo could actually back up what he was saying, fuck yeah! Like if Scrappy Doo could fucking murder you, like if Scrappy carried a bazooka, yeah, no, no, a katana, because <laughs> that's because that's all he needs. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, like he could. Well, he could murder you with his bare hands. Like if Scrappy Doo could actually murder you with his bare hands, that's Damian Wayne.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it, dude. It's, because like I said, I. You know, uh, even though he'll never be my favorite, with uh, particularly with a lot of the animated DC stuff that has featured Mm -hmm. Damien as Robin, so much of that is so fucking good. Yeah, man. And he is like a central role in some of the Batman stuff, in some of the Teen Titans stuff, Mm -hmm. in some of the Justice League stuff. And it's
0: always awesome i did an episode of the comics that we love a couple months ago about the super sons book which was literally just young like when john kent was still like 10 before Mm -hmm. they aged him up and like 12 13 like 13 or 14 year old damien uh becoming best friends but like always bickering with each other like grumpy old men sure and uh, but going on adventures together and it was so fucking fun and i'm kind of sad that that won't ever happen in live action because you know they're gonna they're gonna age damien up and if they do john kent they'll age him up too
1: i really hope that's not what we're getting here i i mean don't you think that there's even a possibility that maybe just maybe instead that mr chalamet is our dick grayson
0: i would prefer that
1: i would very much prefer that yeah like because you know i'm I'm a Jason Todd guy. It's yeah. well documented.
0: I don't see him but as Jason
1: Todd. No, no. I don't either. Uh, and Dick Grayson, I think, is kind of... I don't know. Does that... If you were picking any of the Robins, I see your point with Tim Drake. But if you were picking any of them, doesn't Dick Grayson just
0: feel like a fit? And, and I mean, that kind of, that could totally set up for them to pull even more Grant Morrison shit. Because, I mean, one of my favorite runs that Grant Morrison ever did was that Batman and Robin run where Bruce, everybody thought Bruce was dead because he was weirdly traveling through time. And meanwhile, Dick put the cowl on and he was Batman while Damien was Robin. Right. And it was so fun getting... <coughs> getting that opposite where you got like kind of a positive smiling Batman and a grim dark edgelord Robin yeah <laughs> it's a great run yeah I get it man and it really made those two characters like they, they really uh connected and really bonded in that whole run
1: that makes all the all the sense in the world to me man I I really do I I want Damien keep Damien Wayne young seriously at, le-
0: at least like a teen At least a teen. I understand if you don't want to go as young as like 12, 13. No. But like 14, 15, 16. 14, 15, yeah, exactly. But no more than that. You know. Like, I still want a young Damien. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I think it's important to the character to at least
1: get that first. Well, it is. I I agree because, like I said, when, what initially really kind of got me a little bit more on board with Damien because when he was first introduced, you know, I kind of poo pooed him. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Uh, but what got me on board with him a little bit more was learning his origin and uh, the whole uh, him coming uh, from Talia al Ghul mm-hmm. and and that whole everything that, that, that encapsulates without that backstory and him being introduced to Batman already partially grown but not fully grown i think it just it really does it it hurts the the levels that that character that can can really give you i don't think that would be a wise wise choice
0: yeah i mean we'll wait and see we'll see what happens with the brave and the bold movie like we were saying earlier i'm already inside the box i'm gonna watch it and maybe i'll like maybe i'll like what they do with damien who knows I like Timothy Shalalama Lama.
1: <laughs> yes, Timothy Shalalama Ding dong is quite good. Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah old Timothy Shalalala.
1: Yes, Timothy Shalamet. Yeah. We'll, we'll say it right once there at least. Yeah. But yeah, I'd I'd much rather see him as uh, Dick Grayson. That that makes a lot more sense to me. Let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean like you and me need to talk about. No, it. We, we already, already did. did. I meant you know what I mean. you know what <laughs> yeah, I meant. I did. I, I did. was being, you know, whatever facetious or breaking the fourth wall or whatever the fuck that would be classified as. Yeah,
0: Chad Pool. All right, let's do a grain of salt. We got time, and we don't have a we don't have any watch alongs yet until Loki season two hits. Oh yeah, but we do want to tease that because that will be before we convene again. Is that when does when does Loki season two start? Is that this coming week? That's this week. Oh, yeah. this week? Yeah. Oh, October
1: fifth, I think, is oh. is its first uh drop date.
0: Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have two episodes to talk about by the time we get that together. we will, Bucko. Neato. That we will. And with that, a grain of salt, Chad. What do you got? You're the Heenan. I got one for you
1: that's a little bit different from my usual uh Chad centric stuff. Something that uh, I've been enjoying on Max, uh, and uh, me and the wife have been into it. Uh, occasionally, we're suckers for a uh, good cooking competition show, and they do this one that's kind of extra awesome, uh, where it's a Halloween baking championship. Oh, yeah. And uh, they have all of these uh, bakers get together. Most of them are professionals. There's one or two amateurs. Uh but they all get together uh, and just do the grossest, most wicked Halloween creations you can imagine. So it's not just that they're baking, but they're also making stuff that looks really gross, like, you know... Oh, so they're on purpose making... Flaming body parts and, like, okay. I mean, all all types of shit. Uh, and uh, the other part that's awesome, the part that, uh, that I think my wife likes best, John Henson. Do you remember him from... Uh, from the soup back on E! back in the day?
0: John Henson.
1: John Henson. I don't think I do. All right, well... Was you, he the
0: one that did it before uh, Joel McHale took over? Yes. Okay, yes, yes. then I do know okay.
1: him. Okay, he's the he's the host of, of the Halloween Baking Championship. Okay. Yeah, so uh, he's a pretty funny fucker, and, uh, and that's quite enjoyable as well. But I just think it's cool watching these people come up with the shit that they come up with. I mean, because the one of the rounds that, that uh, me and the wife watched the other day was that you had to make a cake that looked like an alien and you had to insert uh, something into it that would basically make it look like the alien was oozing.
0: Oh, neat. It
1: was awesome. That the, is cool. Yeah, like, it's one of those silly, stupid competition reality shows that I know is just a Little bit of a waste of my brain space, but I enjoy it anyway. And you might too if you check it out on Max.
0: There you go. My grain of salt this week. I may have done this as a grain of salt when it first came out, honestly, but it's been a long time and I'm revisiting it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna re up it. righty. And that's gonna be the Netflix comedy special, uh Bo Burnham's Inside. Do you remember that? Bo Burnham Inside? I didn't watch that one. Oh no, I didn't watch that one. It's fucking phenomenal. And not just it's it's got a lot of really funny songs, but Bo Burnham is also just a very smart comedian slash musician and has a lot of interesting things to say. So there's there are songs that are funny but with a message. There's songs that are just ridiculous and fun where he kind of calls out white women on instagram because he has a song called white woman's instagram oh god and it's amazing but (laughs) okay but like there's just so many interesting songs and here's the thing there is like a backstory to it because burnham had taken like five years off from performing because he was having panic attacks on stage oh wow and just as he was deciding like he was getting better like he was he took time off to get better and he was feeling like it's time Then the then COVID hit. Then COVID hit. I knew
1: you were going to say that before you even got there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So he basically like was like stuck inside for like years. And the moment he decided to go back out, he was forced back in. Mm. And so he, his whole comedy special, at least from the way that it is portrayed, he did it all like while stuck quarantining during COVID. And, and so the whole, the whole special is just him in this one room like coming up with creative little music videos for all the songs that he's, that he's creating. And, uh, and it's, and, and at the same time, and it could be, uh, it's probably being played up for the camera, but you kind of, you kind of get to watch him lose it a little bit because Mm. he's just alone in this small house by himself for like a year and, like when it starts, he's clean shaven with short hair, and by the time it's all over, he's got this long scraggly beard and long oh, hair, shit. long greasy hair, and like and he turns thirty in the process of it, and he does a song about that and he, and he's just sitting there like the night he's turning thirty with a clock next to him, and he's like, "I intended to have this special done in time for my thirtieth birthday, but here I am, and it's not finished." And I'm gonna be 30 in two minutes. And then there's just this long silence while you wait for the clock to hit his birthday. Wow, and it's, it's it's got a lot of really interesting shit. So it's like it's funny, but it's also like really introspective for him. And uh and and there's just a lot of wild there's a lot of there's a lot going on with it, is the best way I can say it. But it is absolutely worth watching and listening to. It's Bo Burnham inside. I highly recommend it, and it kind of Takes you back to that time and remembering what it was like to not shower for 10 days because you didn't have anywhere to go or anyone to <laughs> see. <laughs> uh, memories. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Bo Burnham inside. I think you should watch it.
1: I'll take it under advisement. It's weird. He's one of those guys that, uh, that even though I've always been aware of, I've never like really explored his stuff, oh. you know, so. Might be a good one to check out.
0: For sure. All right. right. Well, Chad, I guess it's time to spiel, so go ahead and do that.
1: All righty. First things first, hit us up on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, couple it with a user review, and a shout-out will be yours.
0: Head on over to Facebook and like us there, and everything we do comes to your news feed. Pow, pow. You
1: could also hit us up on X, if you like, at TFDNerdCast.com at one angry fat dude and at z underscore irish underscore red. All of those tags are also available on Instagram, if that's more your jam, where you could also find Zach's other podcasting efforts
0: at the comics that we love. Yeah, go follow that one too, cause I do stuff there. He does. Yeah. And of course if you don't want to download the show you can just stream that bitch using Spotify, Deezer, Ghana, Apple, whatever the fuck. Amazon Music. We're very accessible. We're basically on all the podcatchers. Check your motherfucking podcatcher. Somebody wants to hear us, you can just tell them to look anywhere they get podcasts. Chad, what's another place they could find us?
1: That would be 2 where the fat fat first grew. Cause the
0: clicks matter evermore. And last but not least, for the mousy little fucks in the audience, you don't like social media, you don't like people seeing what you have to say, but you do want to reach out to the TFD, to the Two Fat Dudes, you can do so privately at our very public email address. That is twofatdudes at hotmail.com. Chad, spell it out for him.
1: T-O-O F-E-T-D-U-D-E-Z.
0: Clap if you love Zachary.